0: This is the Reactive Attachment Disorder Podcast. I'm Tracy Turner Kaiser. I am a licensed professional counselor supervisor. I am in private practice at Full Circle Family Counseling in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, and I'm offering these podcasts to help parents, guardians, grandparents, teachers, anybody that might be interacting with a child with reactive attachment disorder. These podcasts are meant to put more tricks into your bag so that you have more skills in knowing how to handle children with reactive attachment disorder. These are hopefully going to help you not feel so alone in working with kids with reactive attachment disorder or parenting them. I'm hoping that these recordings and podcasts will help give you a little breathing space.
1: Hi, my name is Natalie, and I'm helping Tracy to create these podcasts. And today I will be interviewing a parent of a reactive attachment disorder child about their experiences with reactive attachment disorder.
2: My name is Britt Singleton. I have four children, two biological and two adopted. And I have one child that is diagnosed RAD with behavioral issues associated with RAD.
1: And that child is one of your adopted children, right? So-
2: yes, that child is one of my adopted children.
1: Perfect. Okay. So, what was the tipping point with your child who has RAD that make you reach out for that made you reach out for Tracy's help? And how did you feel then?
2: We. The tipping point was actually before adoption, we were an open foster home and our girls were placed with us. And I can remember the day that I said, it's nap time. And our sweet little baby looked at me and said, no, I'm not going to take a nap. And I said, oh yeah, we're going to go take a nap. And and she just said no and um, started running around the house kind of screaming. And she wasn't really little. She was 7 years old at the time. And I kind of thought I need some help. So at that point in time we lived in Arkansas and we reached out and started therapy. So when we moved to North Carolina, I knew immediately that I had to seek some someone out from the get-go and looked specifically for someone who had experience with reactive attachment disorder and that's how I found Tracy.
1: Uh-huh. And you said you started with therapy in Arkansas and what kind of um, did you immediately reach out to someone who specializes in this or or what kind of experience did you have with that? Oh
2: goodness. I had never even heard of reactive attachment disorder. So I did not start out with reaching out for somebody who was uh, specialized in this disorder. Since we were a foster family, I reached out to some other foster families and kind of said, I, I think we need some help. Can you suggest? And and um, because of the way that the insurance worked, as while the girls were still in foster care, they really were very limited to the kind of therapy that they could get. And we found a therapist, but I did not really see much change. And um, so I started, we kind of just paid out of pocket and started looking for someone who specialized in just basically probably a, a difficult child and we found a therapist a play therapist who specialized in children and she's kind of the one who started us even introducing us to what reactive attachment or any sort of attachment disorder really was
1: mhm so so it wasn't till that point that's interesting that you had never even heard of it and and
2: oh Yes. For like, we, we probably had the babies for almost a year before we'd even heard the word.
1: Wow. wow. So you already had some experience with, with this kind of counseling when you had arrived at Tracy's doorstep. But can you still tell me, what were you expecting when you first met with Tracy?
2: I think because we had had some not great experience and some great experience With therapy, I really didn't know what to expect. But I can remember the day that I walked into Tracy's for the very first time, and she looked at our little girl and said, "Um, CB, now take off your shoes and put them right here. And, of course, she took off her shoes and did not put them right here. They went next to right here. And Tracy turned around and said, that's not where I asked you to put them. I asked you to put them right here. And I think just a sense of relief is the first feeling I felt, like, she's going to get this. She's going to understand our situation and kind of what we deal with on a daily basis.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I actually want to kind of go back a little bit here in that time, in that time between when your daughter was like, no, I'm not going down for a nap. And then you, you know, you went and got therapy and then, and you know, finally found someone who could help you. What, what was it like in between the time when you realized, you needed help and when you actually found the help you needed, like what kind of struggles did you go through?
2: Oh, we, we have gone through a lot of struggles and we actually still, we still struggle. It's a, it's a process. It's a learning process, but some of the typical behaviors we have seen and our child is now 10 and we still see, it would include kind of like fits like temper tantrums, kind of what you would see with a two or three year old. Um, She can lay down on the floor and kick and scream, hit, take the door and bang the door back and forth. The most recent behaviors that we are seeing are just really tend to come with her tongue. The sharp words that she says off the end of her tongue, Um, very, very hateful things, mostly geared towards me. And, um, I think just all over chaos is kind of what we dealt with. It kind of seemed that she felt like she lived in chaos and she wanted to make sure that everybody else in the room was in a chaotic state as well. Mm
1: -hmm. And how did that make you feel as a mother? I
2: think the the, feeling of being a failure was probably a very probably still is a a prominent feeling I have our two biological children are 20 and 18 so they're almost raised and I think that I kind of maybe stood a little taller than I should have at raising them and thought that I did such an awesome job and then we kind of got the babies and I think of just struggling with who I was as a parent As a person, I think that the feelings that that chaos can bring in you make you feel uncomfortable and insecure, insecure, unsure of yourself. Maybe I'm not the right fit to be her mother. I think those are all feelings that I have dealt with.
1: Mm -hmm. And then so... What kind of impact has this therapy had for you and your family? And you mentioned you still go through struggles. Have there been any breakthroughs or, you know, like some help?
2: Um, I think the the biggest breakthrough has been for me. And it's, I don't, some days I think, oh, I don't know if, if we've made any progress. And behavior-wise, maybe, um, Oh, I'm going to have to rethink this. I'm going to have to start over. Go for it. Okay. Um, We've definitely seen progress. But I think the biggest progress that we have seen would be for me reflecting upon myself and just what how I can handle the situation. I think that is what Tracy brings to me as a parent. She brings me ideas and support and, and just comfort that, it's okay. You're doing a good job. You you're awesome, mom. You've got this. And so I would say that the, the training she has given me of how to handle the behavior has probably been invaluable. I mean, it, it really has been um, life-saving for me. The behaviors for CB are, are different. We have, it's kind of like a roller coaster. We go up and we go down and, um, some some weeks, I think we're making great progress, and some weeks, I kind of want to sigh and be like, huh, what's happened to this week? We've kind of fallen off the end of the cliff again, and I think especially as her um, moving into this prepubescent state, I, d- I don't know that I should expect a, a miracle, but I think just having the skills that I need to be able to handle her our, um, her choices and her behaviors – are really good for me and my perspective on myself as a mother and, and my ability to parent my other children. Mm
1: -hmm. How so?
2: Well, I think I've learned that I don't have to parent them all the same. There are some, some strategies that Tracy's taught me that really help with all of them, but there, there are, it's okay to, to parent differently for each of my kids. And I feel like I've, kind of learned that I've learned that it everything doesn't have to be the same all the time for all the kids
1: Mm -hmm. that's an interesting lesson too that it's like was it like an epiphany moment or was it something that kind of gradually showed up for you
2: I would say that it's been a gradual change for me to change my way of thinking Um. A great example would be that when I, um, the rule in our house was I cook dinner. I cook dinner pretty much every single night. And the rule for the older kids was if you don't like what I fix, not a problem. You just get to fix your own dinner. So every once in a while, one of my kids would fix a turkey sandwich or a bowl of cereal and sit down at the dinner table with it because whatever I had fixed would be something that they didn't like. But for the majority of the time, we just all sat at the dinner table and everybody ate whatever I fixed. It never was an issue for me trying to make them eat certain foods. Then Clarebert came, and we said, that's the rule. That's that's how it goes in our house. And for two weeks straight, she ate cereal. And I kind of learned I have to be different because she cannot sustain herself off just sugar cereal. And so... There had to be some sort of lessons in introducing different foods. Now, granted, she did not have experience eating a lot of different foods, and that's kind of been a, a big transition for us. But that was probably one of my first lessons. But okay, it did not have to be the same.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you would think when you go to the grocery store and you see all the cereals, you would think that you could sustain yourself on sugar cereal in America. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you would think it's probably not the best choice to let a Definitely not hyper kid that struggles with choices anyway just consume sugar. Right,
1: right. right. Mm-hmm. And so what would you recommend to someone else who is struggling with a difficult child?
2: Um, Support, I think, would be my number one recommendation for anyone struggling with this in therapy and um, a group. I do know that our, I, I still in North Carolina have never met a support group. Got, kind of going through this process will be my first time to be introduced to other parents that kind of have similar struggles. But where I came from in Arkansas, that was a big part of how we even ended up in the foster care system. And there was a, I had a really strong support group of people that kind of stood behind us and would say, hey, you're having this problem, this is a great person to contact, or this is a great doctor to go to, or this is a great facility to seek out. And um, so, for anybody who struggles, I would hope that they would find support because it helps you know you're not alone and it gives you great ideas as to solutions to whatever kind of problems you're facing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How long have you been working with Tracy? <laughs>
2: Um, I have we have been seeing Tracy. I think it's been a, about a year and a half now.
1: Okay Yeah so so I guess how long did it take since just out of curiosity since the, the first time you you sought out help from a therapist to the time you found a rad specialist or someone who understood that? Um, how long did that take? Because you said she was seven when that first incident really happened and you realized. Yes.
2: Okay. So um, CB was placed with us when she was six. She and her younger sister were placed in our home at three and six. And I would say pretty close to, I think our honeymoon stage was about about two or three months. I think we kind of I was in some dream world and everything was perfect and life was just beautiful. And then the nap incident occurred and that was kind of my first introduction into, Oh, this isn't going to go smoothly as I thought it was going to. And, I, uh, at that point sought out help. Now the first therapist that we saw, we saw for about nine months and it, I'm just going to tell you that CB can really charm you, especially a stranger. When she meets somebody for the first time, she has great manners and presence. She can speak to you. She's very verbal. She's um, really an impressive young lady. And I'm pretty positive our therapist thought that I was, I don't know, I don't know that the therapist thought I was making it up, but I felt like maybe she thought that I was making it up and that the struggles that I was seeing were not real. And that's when we eventually just started paying out of pocket and found a specialist. And so that was approximately one year after she was placed with us. So at this time she was seven. And we saw that therapist for approximately Um six months before we moved to North Carolina. And it did take me a few months to um, find Tracy. But th- at that point, that's when I sought out Tracy's help.
1: Okay. So it's like um, oh you've really had a, a couple years of doing yes. this work. with. We've her. had,
2: we've had her for three years yeah. now. So, okay.
1: Interesting. And it's interesting that her younger sister has, she just doesn't have these same issues. It sounds like. Correct. Wow.
2: Okay. We 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 have very typical behavior issues from the younger child. Excellent. Typical age appropriate right. behaviors.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some other resources that you mentioned? You had a really good support group when you were in Arkansas, but what other resources have you turned to for information about parenting a challenging child?
2: Well, I've, I, I. I didn't even prepare so I can't even tell you what all books that's fine. I have read but I tried to read anything that has been recommended for me I have watched all of Nancy Thomas's videos and any uh, uh, online I just can't even tell you how many hours I have spent trying to find ideas this year even for school school is always an issue for us I've I, found online where somebody had made a brochure about their child and so I did that this year so I made a brochure all about CB and kind of behaviors that the teacher may see and great ways to handle those behaviors and some of Tracy's strategies you know for how to um, acknowledge behaviors and gave met with the teacher before school started those are all ideas that I found online that's that's kind of where I have found most of my support, either with what Tracy has said or books or videos she has recommended or online.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're and you're looking for a support group locally, sounds yes. like. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so something that, you know, we're just putting together this podcast, um, but as we're moving forward, it looks like, you know, we'd really love to, highlight and share some of the parents stories and experiences just like we've talked today and maybe check in and do like you know what's happening now and what's going on and then you know Tracy like we would talk to you and just see like what's happening for you now what are you struggling with what's working and then in the editing and stuff like Tracy will um explain that or we could even do it live on the phone you know over skype and the phone or something it's like so we're still figuring out what that looks like and we're wondering if you would be willing to be involved with that too going forward oh
2: absolutely i think anything that you feel like would help someone i'm more than willing to <laughs> share or help or talk or do whatever i need to do
0: excellent excellent thank you I hope you found something useful from these episodes. And if you need more support, please reach out to me via email. My email address is Tracy with an EY at Please feel free to share this with anybody that you think might benefit from them. Also, if you would like to share your story on the show or if you have any questions you like answered in an episode, please reach out to us through the website, which is www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com. We look forward to hearing your stories and being able to offer more insight into what might be happening in your life. Thank you and know that you are not alone in this. I'm here to help you in any way that might be useful. I look forward to hearing from you.